Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. James, the Almsgiver. My brother and I were brought up to be ambitious. Our parents taught us that hard work and application bring prosperity. When we were young boys, Antonio and I were apprenticed to local tradesmen in Piave, he to the draper and I to the mason. We learned and we prospered. Before we were 30, we were both successful merchants, building substantial fortunes of our own. As the years passed, our children grew up and prospered, too. My boys took over at my brickyard. Antonio's son succeeded him in his business, all except one. Antonio's youngest, James. James was different from his brothers and cousins, and as he grew into manhood, his father became increasingly anxious about him. As I was older than Antonio, he came to me for advice. It's his mother's fault. She spoils him, Giuseppe. Mothers always spoil the youngest, Antonio. Now, you know that. Well, that's why he won't listen to me. His brothers always listen. He's not a bad boy. Oh, no, no, not bad. But he's impractical, a dreamer. Besides, he's not a boy anymore. Uh, you're right. It is time for him to begin a vocation. Who, when we were his age... Yeah, I know, I know. That's what I tell him, but it makes no impression. He's not interested in learning the business from his brothers, nor will he consider an apprenticeship in some other trade. I don't know what to do with him. Perhaps he's afraid to go out and try and learn. No, it's not that. He prefers to read every book he can get. In fact, he reads all the time. That's the trouble. He does nothing else. He'll never earn a lira with his nose in a book. No, and I won't be here forever. 
His brothers won't be as generous with him as I am. They won't support him after I've gone. Tell him that. I have. He says he doesn't care if he never has a lira. Why, it's, it's disgraceful. Now, Antonio, Antonio, don't upset yourself. Every problem has a solution. Oh, oh, that's very well for you to say he's not your son. Will you listen to my advice? Uh, yes. Yes, what's to be done? Now, you say that James is studious. All he cares for are his books. That's right. Well, let him have his books. What? And end up as a pauper? Listen, let him have his books, but see that he uses them to advantage. Send him to the academy. The academy? More useless studies are not what he needs. They need not be useless. He can earn an advocate's degree at the academy. It's not a lucrative profession, but uh, it's respectable. It's foolish. Why should I spend money to train James for the law when he'd be better off right in the family business? Antonio, haven't you seen the cloth that will not take the color of certain dyes? Yes, yes, but what Do does that have... Do you throw the cloth away? No. You treat it with a different dye that it will take, don't you? Well, don't you? Yes. Yes, I see your point, but... I want James in the business. Will he come into it? No. Will you turn him out of your house if he doesn't? No. He's my son. Then take my suggestion. It's the best solution. All right. All right, I'll do as you suggest. But only for a year. If James doesn't succeed at the academy within a year, he'll have to come home and go into business. That's final. James, however, did succeed. He proved himself an excellent scholar and completed his studies at the academy, graduating with honors. His father was justifiably proud, but his troubles with his son were not ended. Following his graduation, James revealed his plans for the future to his father. And again, Antonio turned to me for advice and brought the boy to see me. Now, what is this scheme of yours, James? Entering the priesthood? I want to join the Franciscans. Uh, the Friars Minor of St. Francis, Uncle Giuseppe. Ah, there, you see? This is what comes of his fine education. All he learned was to throw his life away. Uh, please, please, don't shout, Antonio. Well, it's your responsibility. You persuaded me to send him to the academy. Father, don't blame Uncle Giuseppe or the academy. Well, I never heard any of this, this nonsense about the priesthood when you were at home. I never spoke of it, I know. But well, I dreamed of being a priest when I was a little boy. You should not have kept it from your father. Perhaps not, Uncle, but try to understand. Until recently, it was a dream that I had little hope of realizing. I felt I was far too unworthy. But you've cheated your father of his hopes for you. He provided you with an education so you would be equipped for a respectable career. Now we find that all the while you were using his generosity to prepare yourself for the priesthood of all things. Well, I didn't plan it that way. It was only after I found myself capable of some kind of useful service 
that I could begin to hope to become a priest. Please, Father, don't think that I've been dishonest or unappreciative. I'm grateful to you, too. James, your father worked hard all his life to provide for his family. He spent more money on you than on any of your brothers, just so you could have a vocation that suited you. How can you call yourself grateful when you're willing to waste your expensive training? Uncle, my training won't be wasted. My knowledge of the law will enable me to carry on God's work by protecting the poor and the oppressed. Oh, you care more for riffraff than for your own flesh and blood. No, Father. But we're all God's children. His poor ones need my help. My kinsmen do not. You're afraid of the world of business, afraid to compete in it. You want to hide among your poor people and humble priests, just as you used to hide behind your books when you were a boy. Well, it's time for you to grow up now and stop being afraid. But, Uncle... Listen, James. I... Set up your law practice here in Piave and I'll help you. I'll send my friends and associates. I'll build your clientele. I have a clientele, Uncle Giuseppe. Widows without sufficient funds to claim their legal estates. Children deprived of their rightful inheritance. Oppressed peasants unfairly imprisoned. Those are my clients, Uncle. Then you're welcome to them, James. You're a stubborn boy. I'm a man. And I'm resolved to devote my life to the church. Nothing can stop me. But I would prefer to have your blessing, Uncle. And yours, Father. You may not have mine. Uh, Giuseppe. No, Antonio. Wait. No, I'm going to speak my mind. I do not approve. And if I were you, I would refuse to give my son to the church. You've given more generously in tithes than anyone I know, and that's enough. Uh, perhaps it isn't enough, Giuseppe. Perhaps it is God's will that we should give everything we can. Father. I can't deny God's will. If he has called you to his service, then you must go. You have my blessing, my son. Thus, James had his way. And in time, he was ordained as a priest and began his ministry. He served in the poorest of churches, so he was seldom seen in Piave. But his parents reported his activities with pride. Antonio boasted how beloved he was by the poor. But I, I, I could never see the glory in a man living among the rabble. However, I kept my silence. It was several years before I saw James again. I'm uh, glad you could come to see me, James. I want to talk to you. I... Uh... Hardly saw you at the funeral. Yes, I know. I'm sorry, it was impossible. I understand. Well, tell me, James, uh, will you be staying on at home? No, Uncle Giuseppe. The house has been sold. Father's business is in my brother's hands. There's no need for me to stay here. I suppose not. Well, I wanted you to know that you're always welcome here. With both your parents gone, I feel it's my duty to look out for you. Your father would have wished it. That's very kind of you, Uncle. But you don't need to worry about me. Father provided for me in his will. But you said he left the business to your brothers. Oh, yes, but uh, well, there was 
a house and a generous bequest. Oh. Well, James, for his sake, I'd be very happy to manage your finances for you. I, I can invest your inheritance properly and see that it produces a substantial income for you. Uncle, as you know, I'm not interested in making money. Well, that's why I'm offering to handle it. There's nothing wrong with making money, you know? No, but... Uh... Uh, think it over, James. Meanwhile, I'll, I'll investigate several investments. No, please don't do that, sir. Why not? Well, I, I don't want you to bother James, you, you, you have no experience with this sort of thing. I'm, I'm accustomed to these transactions. Well, I'd rather you didn't. You can, can't trust everyone, you know. Your, your money will be safe with me. Uncle, there isn't any money. Your inheritance, uh, I've spent it. It's gone. Well, it can't be gone. The house was just sold. I've contracted for some property. Property? You know nothing about property. You should have asked my advice before you invested. Uncle, I didn't buy it for an investment. Well, what then? Uncle Giuseppe, I bought a church. A church? Where? An abandoned church outside of town. That, that old place by the town gate? Yes. And I bought the adjoining building as well to turn into a hospital. James, what were you thinking of? Those buildings are in ruin. But still sound, Uncle. They can be repaired in no time. Oh, it'll cost a fortune. I can pay. And besides, there'll be donations. You mean to spend every cent of your inheritance on this folly? Yes. The hospital will be a memorial to Father. Isn't that a fine inheritance to leave? <laughs> fine inheritance for whom? Peasants and beggars? Of course. All the poor people who can't afford to be treated by the town doctors... They can be cured and James, saved. you'll be a beggar yourself before you're through. Why not, Uncle? Christ said, he that doesn't renounce all that he possesses cannot be my disciple. I give up. I cannot argue with the words of the Lord. I commend you to his care. Only he can look out for a fool. Knowing my disapproval, James avoided me, and I didn't see him for some time. I have to admit that he was an able young man, for during that time one could drive through the old town gate and see the ruined buildings gradually restored to usefulness. Later, word went around our city of the multitude of poor and afflicted who were restored by James's hand. A man who could do that could have been successful at anything, anything he desired. I, I couldn't understand my nephew, and it puzzled me further when he appeared at my home several years later with a request. I want some of your bricks, Uncle. A wagon load of bricks, in fact. Now, what are you up to now, James? Why do you need bricks? To expand the hospital. We need to build an addition. How, may I ask, will you finance it? Oh, there will be money. I'll pay for the bricks, uh, unless, of course, you wish to donate them. Yeah. Because it is for Father. The hospital is his memorial. It's good money after bad, memorial or no memorial. If you don't wish to donate the bricks, I'll pay cash for them. That is, uh, if you'll help me to get it. Help you? What now? How can I help you get money? It's just a small favor, Uncle. Don't be alarmed. Well, what is this small favor? Arrange a meeting with Julio Bratka. You know him, don't you? You've dealt with him. And why should you wish to meet with Julio Branca? 
He's not likely to donate bricks to your hospital or anything else. Oh, I know. It isn't that. Then what the devil is... Well, I can't tell you until it's settled. It's better that you shouldn't know. Just introduce me to him, please. I don't like being kept in the dark. But you will arrange the meeting. All right, all right. I'll speak to him. <laughs> You're a very persistent young man. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Giuseppe. I'll send word to you when the appointment is made. Now off with you, nephew. You've given me a headache. Giulio Branca was a wealthy landowner whose estate stretched out for miles from the border of our town. Having some acquaintance with him, it was a simple matter for me to arrange the meeting James requested. Later, I was sorry I had refused my nephew's first request or a few bricks would have been a small price to pay. This is my nephew, Father James. Senor Branca, thank you for meeting me. I won't keep you long. Uh, Uncle... Yes, sir, yes, James, I'll leave you alone. Excuse me, senor. Of course. Forgive me if I seem mysterious, senor, but uh, this is a confidential matter that I must raise. Well, I'm intrigued, Father. Do proceed at once. Well, senor, I happen to be one of your neighbors, as you may or may not know. No, I wasn't aware of it. I am pastor of the old church by the town gate. No? Oh, yes, I see. That property does border on my southwest acres, I believe. Yes, yes, senor. And uh, well, that's where the problem lies. Is there a problem? I'm afraid so. You see, in cleaning out the old church during renovations... I discovered several documents, and among them, this deed. Deed to what? Well, strangely enough, it's the deed to the southwest acreage that you mentioned. Now, it seems that the portion of land was originally part of the church's estate. In fact, there's no indication that the property was ever transferred to your ownership. You don't say. Well, that's very strange. Now, I thought that... You would be as eager as I am to remove any question about your title. Oh, indeed I am. So, uh, would you be kind enough to investigate the matter? Perhaps there's a subsequent deed or other certificate in your possession. I am certain that's the case. Please don't trouble yourself about it. My stewards will contact you within the month with adequate legal proof. Or sooner, if you're anxious. Well, I am anxious. Your church is in need of funds, I take it? Yes, senor. You can imagine what a blessing it would be for us if we found that our holdings include those acres of valuable land. <laughs> I see you're truly a man of faith, Father, but I'm afraid you're looking for a miracle in vain. Good day. Good day, Signor. I've finished with your nephew, Giuseppe. Thank you. Thank you, Signor. So that's what you were up to, James. Uncle, you were listening. And a good thing I was. James, you're playing with fire. You've as much as insulted that man, implying that the title to his property is open to question. Well, it is, Uncle. There's no doubt that his southwest acres belong to our church. Branca was right. You're looking for a miracle. Why, you're a dreamer if you think you can requisition his land. I may be a dreamer, but I'm an advocate as well. I know where I stand. Do you expect Branca to relinquish his claim without a fight? Why, of course. It's undoubtedly an oversight. As soon as his stewards investigate, I'm certain Senor Branca will do the right thing. And if he doesn't, will you take him to court? Yes. Yes, I will, if it's necessary. Uh, James, you don't know that man. 
powerful. You wouldn't dare take him to court. I wouldn't have any choice. Right is right. But it would be dangerous. Giulio Branca has a reputation for being ruthless. Uncle Giuseppe, Signor Branca was very pleasant to me. How could he be ruthless? James, you've always refused to listen to my advice, but I'm warning you. This is one time that you'd better drop your pig-headedness, or you're going to be sorry. James, as usual, turned a deaf ear to my objections. And when Giulio Branca refused to relinquish his land, James went before the civil court and argued the case for the church's claim. The evidence before you is irrefutable. And so, on behalf of the people of this parish, I request the court to validate my claim and instruct the defendant to cede the property in question. Thank you, Your Honor. James was persuasive. The court found the defendant lacked any tangible support for his claim to the title. Therefore, the land was adjudged the due and rightful property of the Church of St. Mary's. Uh, congratulations, Father. Oh, thank you, Signor Branca. <laughs> you're a most persuasive advocate. Then you're not offended. <laughs> of course not. Why should I be? Well, I just regret that it was necessary to expose you to the unpleasantness of this court action. Eh? Justice must be served. I would not have instigated the action, believe me, but for the sake of the church. Don't worry about it. What a few less acres to me. Well, they will mean life and death to the poor, sick people of our parish. <laughs> My loss is their gain, so to speak. Yes, hmm? senor. There's so many who need medical attention who can't afford it. We can use a hospital twice our present size. That's why we were so desperate for funds, to build an addition. Then you plan to sell off the southwest acreage for ready cash, hmm? Yes. Yes, as soon as possible. Hmm. Uh, do you have a buyer? My uncle Giuseppe will handle the transaction. I believe he has several prospects. I see. Well, then you'll be able to start construction right away. Hopefully. Uh, tell me, Father, when the new building is completed, uh, how will you furnish it and buy the equipment you need? Well, that won't be easy. We hope for donations, of course. Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps I could be persuaded to make a contribution to your effort. We've already taken the land from you. We can't ask you for money as well. Of course you can. Besides, I have a special interest in your hospital now. You can understand that. You're very kind, but still... It... Well, this is not the time to discuss it. Uh, come and see me after you've thought it over. We'll discuss it over a glass of wine. Well, better yet, come and dine with me. Oh, no, no, senor. I couldn't put you to that trouble. No trouble at all. Come um, on the 15th. Uh, you know where I live? Well, yes, of course. Then but... it's settled. I'll expect you to dinner on Thursday the 15th. Very well. And thank you, senor. God bless you for your kindness. Not at all. Goodbye until then. Oh, and uh, by the way, Father James, you might tell your Uncle Giuseppe that I'd like to be... Included in his list of prospects. You'll be given first consideration. Thank you, Father. See you on the 15th. Good day. 
dined with Giulio Branca on the 15th. After dinner, he left for home with a joyous heart, for Branca had pledged a sizable gift to the new hospital wing. It was many years ago that my brother said his son knew nothing of the value of money. And he was right. James was blind to the love that men can have for their gold. Therefore, how could he know the treachery that Branca would commit to keep it? James was waylaid, leaving Branca's estate that evening, and was assassinated. I was to learn of his death a few days later. Senor, hmm? your nephew... He's been murdered, senor. What are you saying? I found his body. Well, it can't be James. It can't be. I know him well. He tended my baby when he was sick. It, it can't be James. I saw him, sir. Where? I found his murdered body in a gully near Avini's Creek. Lord have mercy. How do you know he was murdered? He was hidden deep in the gully and covered with brambles and brush. God rest his soul. Poor James. So stubborn, so foolish. What kind of man would murder a priest? He murdered a saint. There was a sign from God. If I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't have found the body. Yes, yes. Tell me how you found him. I, I was driving my herd to the creek, senor, for water. But when we passed the gully... The cows stopped moving and wouldn't budge. Oh, poor creatures. I was thinking they're frightened of some beast, no doubt. And so I started looking about so I could drive it away, whatever it was. Yes, yes, yes. Get on with it. Well, that's when my eye fell on those brambles there in the gully. Oh, the gullies are always full of brambles. Oh, yes, but those bushes were sprouting buds. Buds? What are you talking about? Buds. And leaves as green as grass. But it's the dead of winter. Ah, that's why I couldn't believe it. So I climbed down into the gully to take a closer look. And there was a whole pile of the brambles, all sprouting like it was spring. And that's where you found James? Yes, sir. That's where he was, lying there. Like a sleeping saint. Saint. Only after his death was it given to me to understand my nephew James. When James was interred in the church beside his hospital, hundreds came to pray at his tomb. The name of James the Almsgiver was blessed over and over by the many for whom he gave his life. The hospital continued to thrive after James's death, sustained by the contributions of the faithful. I thank God that I can be numbered among them. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast 
of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.